Welcome to Star Wars tonight. Boy, do we have a good show for you guys today. I know uh, I know, we record this normally in the evenings, but I like to think that you listen to us uh, whenever you so choose. In the lead up to The Force Awakens, it is a mere 22 days away. I cannot wait, and we're going to be talking about it right now. Falcons flight with destiny. Here it is, folks. It is Star Wars tonight. Welcome, welcome. This is the eighth episode, believe it or not, of Star Wars tonight. We're going to be talking about science fiction and fantasy and where Star Wars fits into it tonight. I'd like to welcome to the program once again, it's Wednesdays. You know what that means? It's Amy Ratcliffe, a.k.a. Amy underscore geek. How's it going, Amy? It's fantastic. I had my Thanksgiving errands done. I had some pie. It's been a good day. Oh, so you're way ahead of me. Uh, <laughs> this uh, this evening's uh, beverage of choice uh, for Riley is uh, is uh, organic chocolate milk. That's how I'm rolling tonight. I was going to go for coffee and then realized uh take way too much time to make it. I'll just wait until it's way too late and I'll drink it anyway. Uh, that's how I roll. It is Star Wars tonight. Uh, this is the nightly countdown podcast to the opening of The Force Awakens. We talk about anything and everything from that galaxy far, far away. And if you like Star Wars, you've come to the right place. If you can't stand the wait, you've also come to the right place because we're helping you pass the time. I'm Riley Blanton, your host. I uh, host a little podcast, The Star Wars Report, at StarWarsReport.com. And we are part of the family of podcasts and bloggers over at StarWarsReport.com. And and I'll tell you what, uh, if you want to support this show, we're actually, I started, I wasn't going to, and then I was like, all right, screw it. I'm doing five days. So I'm actually doing five shows a week. If you want the Friday bonus show, we're giving it to the patrons as a special thank you for supporting us here at uh, at the Star Wars Report and at Star Wars Tonight. So if you want to support the show, get some awesome audio bonuses and those sorts of things, you can go to patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. But enough about that. Let's get into the topic at hand, um, which is not science fiction versus fantasy, Amy. Um, it is not. It is not yet. We, because okay. believe me, we will get to that. And that's, of course, that's what we promised to the people. And we will, we will get to it very shortly. But the first thing I have to do right now is uh, a, an award ceremony. Not unlike... We like to take it back to 77 here at Star Wars Tonight. And we're not unlike Princess Leia in her ceremonial white gown, although minus I'm not Princess Leia and I'm not wearing a ceremonial white gown. But not as unlike... As far as we know. <laughs> exactly. That's the beauty of radio. Um, I, have a, I have a special award, and it is... Ladies and gentlemen, she is the special recipient of the Star Wars Tonight... On Time Award! Congratulations to Amy Ratcliffe for being the only podcaster last week on Star Wars Tonight to hit under 15 minutes. Congratulations. 
Yes! I'm so privileged. I feel so excited. And ladies and gentlemen, the only reason was because you had much better things to do. Let's be honest, you're at Disneyland. <laughs> well, that is not a lie. <laughs> so wait, wait, do I get a medal? Uh, or am I like Chewbacca oh, and I don't get a Oh, no. No, I, I did not make a medal. Uh, the, the best you get is Hector Berlioz, a, a French composer. and his. You best. know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> What's funny is, um, I, I say this somewhat facetiously, but uh, that's the truth uh, of the program here is that there, I knew I, I knew when I started this project that there's no way I could do a daily podcast that was uh, more than 10 or 15 minutes just because of the time commitment. Um, but there are certain days when I can go long. So the, the new format update, format update, is that basically Star Wars Tonight, uh, according to the whoever, whatever the two co-hosts are, It'll be up to our schedule. If we can, we will go longer. Um, so we've got a little bit more time today, but uh, but uh, but enough about my shenanigans. Uh, let's talk about it. I was listening. I was at work today. Um, it's it's a week off from school, so I'm doing some uh, some work around the neighborhood. I'm actually planting some trees at a neighbor's house. Uh, and uh, and while I while I'm doing this, Amy, I am listening to a podcast that I've never heard before and never even heard of before but it's you know it's it's that time of year it's the season and by season I mean when we're all thinking about Star Wars uh and and I, I found this show it's called it's Story Wonk's Star Wars podcast um I'd never heard of Story Wonk but evidently they do a number of things but I listened to uh their a new hope podcast analysis and it's sort of a um a I won't say I wouldn't say in depth, but I would say a focused look at the story, or or as they multiple times in the podcast, rather at least in my point of view, hilariously call the text as if it's some sort of religious document <laughs> of Star Wars: A New Hope. But uh, the the topic was brought up about um, Star Wars and whether or not it's science fiction or fantasy, and it's a topic that has been uh, talked a lot about in terms of Star Wars. But I thought it would be a great uh, a great topic for tonight. So, Amy, I'll let you kick us off. And just, what's your immediate response if someone says, "Well, what is, what is Star Wars about? Is it is it science fiction or is it fantasy?" It's not an easy question to answer because it definitely toes into both. I'm, I'm not going to take that way out, but it is true that there are aspects of science fiction and fantasy. And I think in the prequels, for example, there's a little more science. But I go with fantasy just because the story is about the Force. And even once the Metachlorians are added in, it's still a mystical energy. And it has those themes that are part of like fantasy stories, like Lord of the Rings. You have a youth on a quest. You have an evil yes. lord. You have a hero's journey. I feel like those things tend to go more hand-in-hand -hand with the fantasy genre. It's not so much about the technology and advancements that we could see one day in, real, you know, in our lives, which is what I think of science fiction as. So... I'm going to go in the fantasy camp, but I acknowledge that there's some sci-fi. Excellent, excellent. Well, what I'm do you actually, think? I'm actually, um, I think I'm right there with you. And, and it's specifically for this reason, because Star Wars, over time, as it's gotten bigger and bigger, and we've been talking about this here on the program with Justin and Steve this week, where Star Wars is at a stage where it's outgrown, for good or for ill, it's it's gr outgrown its creator. It's become the ultimate Frankenstein. And, and it's becomes, becoming so huge in terms of marketing, in terms of just the sheer cultural presence. And that's not immediately. This has happened over time. But if you go back uh, to the original film, if you look at A New Hope, 
and this is true of largely the whole original trilogy, but just keep it focused on A New Hope. You have to, we have to start by defining what science fiction and what fantasy is. And that's, wh- that's where you can kind of get into tricky territory because there are elements here and there. But I, I think for me, the most straightforward definition has to be that, uh, you know, both fall into this category, and, and they talk about this on the Storywonk podcast, of, of speculative fiction, right? It is fiction that uh, transcends our reality. It's not, it's not something, we're not going to find lightsabers around the corner. But when it comes to fantasy versus science fiction, science fiction's focus in terms of the story, in terms of the intrigue, in terms of the drive, is our our intellectual curiosity about the world and what it means. Uh, Science fiction, I think, asks the question, what does it mean? How does it work? How did it happen? How would it work? How might it work? And fantasy addresses the question of uh, what we ask ourselves in the real world all too often, the our own moral dilemmas. And I think if you look at the original Star Wars, A New Hope, it's the story, and people might disagree with me, but I think it's the story of Luke Skywalker and his, you know, Joseph Campbell, uh, uh, you know, hero's journey from being a farm boy all the way until he blows up the Death Star. And for me, every turning point is an emotional foundation. And I think that's where fantasy comes in. I think fantasy focuses on the emotional, whereas science fiction focuses on the intellectual. And I think those waters are a little bit muddied now. And I think those who do Star Wars stories and don't understand the element of fantasy versus science fiction, I think they get it wrong. Yeah, and they stick out. Like when that happens, you can tell it feels a little too, I mean, Star Trek is sci-fi, undoubtedly. I don't think there's a question with that one. And when Star Wars storytellers don't remember to include the fantasy aspects, that's how it reads. And Star Wars and Star Trek are two vastly different universes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's interesting because uh, I think if, if, if I can get a little specific, it's a lot of um, elements of the expanded universe that uh, forget the mythological aspects of Star Wars. And an attempt to explain away uh, answers to questions that don't need to be answered. And I think if you look back at A New Hope, um, I think probably the most pivotal scene of A New Hope, maybe not the most tension or anything like that, but the most pivotal scene in terms of the character's journeys is the conversation between Obi-Wan and Luke uh, in, in Obi-Wan's hut. And uh, he's like, you must use, learn the ways of the Force if you're to come with me with Alder, to Alderaan. And there's that initial moment where we so many questions are brought forward and you hear about Luke's father and how he was a uh was a spice pilot I believe is the phrase that was used They're like what spice what what was the clone war uh what were the clone wars you know those are the kinds of questions that get brought up because Lucas was building this world in an incredibly unique way he was inventing a genre is what he was doing Agreed, because I think it is a mix-up between both. And I'm okay getting answers to those questions that are in Obi-Wan's, you know, that Obi-Wan asked of Luke, or that Luke had, I guess, after Obi-Wan talked to him. But there's definitely a way to do it, and that's world-building without making it 
Sciency, which is a very technical term. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, it's, a, but, it's a very overused term all the time. I, one, what as, as a brief little side note, I love how in um, modern geek culture, the word science is so terribly misused amongst a community that takes pride in the uh, realm and in the uh, in the progression of science. <laughs> and whenever I hear the fr- the phrase "because science," I just uh, like oh, because grammar. Just use correct grammar. Your entire point is invalid. It's not quite true. but, the- <laughs> <laughs> but Guilty is- of using that phrase also for science. I do a lot of things for the sake of science, and science does not really apply. That word doesn't really apply there. Well, that's true. That's I'm part true. of the problem, Riley. Science is not a noun. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, that's, that's fine. But you know what? You know what focuses on the science aspect of Star Wars is the prequels, and I think that's where a lot of the uh, – if there's a, there are two categories of, of folks. And I have a new term for them. Uh, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna test this. You're gonna be the little uh, idea, uh, idea board, if you don't mind, Amy. I have a new uh, term, and I call them plinketeers. <laughs> they are those who I think fundamentally misunderstand the mythology of Star Wars through the lens of the uh, red letter media reviews, uh, and and they don't understand what the character's drive is, but. Moving those aside, I think that if you look at the legitimate criticisms of the prequels and what, in my view, has to be avoided in The Force Awakens, especially considering how how much brand new territory we're covering, is the idea of answering these technical questions or trying to explain something that's supposed to be mythological. When when Obi-Wan sits down suddenly in the chair in the Millennium Falcon and touches his forehead... And he kind of uh, wistfully says, with a with a you know really a dark undertone, that it's as if uh, you know a million voices cried out and were suddenly silenced. We don't know what that means, or how it happened, or how he senses it, and why Han doesn't, or whether or not it's affected by the distance from the event, or you know th- those are things that I think they aren't made uh, invalid and they aren't devalued by explaining them but i think it's a distraction when you try to explain them as the driving force of the story i agree that's not a thing we need a chart for i will say though in the prequels where we saw a heavier use of technology it's it's not necessarily a case of correlation equals causation but there was more technology then and it feels like part of the jedi's downfall which of which the many things contributed to, but was uh, seemingly like a focus on the science and whys of things. And the pr- there was just more technology in general, and it was more prominent in the story. No, absolutely. And though I don't, you know, so I think it was part of like that time in the galaxy, it was so much more prosperous and they hadn't been through the clone wars and the empire hadn't swept in that, that, and that's it almost helped differentiate it, I guess, from the original trilogy and showed like, hey, this was a vastly different this was a hugely different place than And that's true pre when Yeah. We, when we look ahead at the Force Awakens, it is important that new questions are asked and that um, the technology of filmmaking is brought forward, but yet it's not done so just to explain uh, explain what happened. And I think that's probably my the most uh, the most enthusiastic I ever am about Star Wars is, uh, at least the upcoming Star Wars, is the mystery. And just that first trailer when you see a crashed Star Destroyer and that's all you see. And we still don't know what that means. We still don't really have a good idea of what on earth this Battle of Jakku was or 
how the empire fell or or how long it took or what faction what these factions are whatever this resistance or first order is those i, I in terms of the marketing those questions are being planted there and i think that's that's so important and that's what i think the um the plinketeers uh which i think i'm sticking with it now uh <laughs> misunderstand is i like it the the uh the aspects of the prequels aren't the fact that it, it used brand new and innovative and, and groundbreaking digital technology is not a fault. And, and it's not even entirely the way it was used because the mythology of Star Wars needed to build to the fall of the Republic. And that's probably one of the things that the prequels does best is tell that story of the fall of Anakin Skywalker through the lens of the fall of the Republic. And it had to happen. And yes, you know, you can point at legitimate uh, weaknesses like dialogue or uh, pacing or uh, the the maybe the romance not working as well as you'd like. Or you, there are these things that you can come. Or at all. <laughs> Fair enough. But there are things that you can legitimately point to, but um, to to blanketly pl- paint the prequels, at least to me, as flawed because of the technology that was used um, or just because the way the technology was used, I think, is uh, short sighted. I agree. The bones are there and they're key to where to, you know, laying the, I can't talk today. I'm sorry to building the foundation of where we get in the new hope. It adds more depth to that story for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, I've got, uh, I've got the audio cued in the background, although I really, I've done the Google thing, Amy, where now whenever I'm on YouTube, you hear that, wait for it, wait for it. There it is. You kind of hear the, the lightsaber sound every time. Uh, nice. Every time you're playing the music. But yeah, that's that's uh, that's it, folks. Another episode of Star Wars Tonight in the Can. This is Wednesday, November 25th. A mere 22 days until The Force Awakens hits theaters. Um, How many the, days? I, I believe. All right. Let me actually, because now I'm paranoid. Uh, oh, no. I'm not questioning. I just didn't hear you. I believe it's 22. How many days until... (laughs) Okay, so it says until Christmas, until Thanksgiving, until Halloween, until Star Wars. Get it right. I mean, come on. Let's get to the most important thing. I was going to say, it's more important to Thanksgiving uh, than Thanksgiving to me. Um, but what's nice about this uh, this Google search, which uh, is loading now, uh, while it loads and while we uh, wait for that uh, mystery to be revealed, I will say this. Uh, you should be following Amy on Twitter. It's at Amy underscore geek. Amy, what would you like to point folks to if they're listening to this podcast that you do? Because you are a very busy uh, woman about the geeky internet. Uh, I try to keep busy. Uh, you can, if you're still, let's stick to Star Wars stuff. Read uh, my reviews of Star Wars Rebels or Nerdist.com and see articles from me every week on StarWars.com. Ah, there you go. That's, uh, I, I've heard of it. Uh, heard of this uh, StarWars.com <laughs> deal. It's a pretty uh, decent website, pretty reputable. Yes, yes, they they do these awesome uh, awesome uh, rebels coverage as well. Uh, but also, yeah, read those rebels reviews on Nerdist. Um, Amy, again, thanks so much for uh, participating with uh, Star Wars tonight in this really special countdown to the Force Awakens, folks. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. I uh, wouldn't have it any other way, folks. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, uh, two things you want to do: make sure. Make absolutely certain that you rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Because guess what? We are uh, pod racing our way to the uh, top of the noon noteworthy section of iTunes. And we need your help. So make sure that regardless of your uh, podcatcher, 
they all use iTunes as the basis. So if you want, uh, we want to make a big splash and get as many people to join this celebration of Star Wars as possible. So we want you to go to StarWarsReport.com slash Tonight iTunes. All one word, all lowercase. That takes you straight to our iTunes store page, or you can just search for Star Wars Tonight. And leave a rating and review. Subscribe. It really helps the show, especially in these first few weeks, which, guess what? It's only a few weeks uh, of a show, so we want to get the word out, and we really do appreciate everyone who's done so already. I just mailed out, uh, actually yesterday afternoon, mailed out all of the uh, Kraft Mac and Cheese posters and actual macaroni and cheese. That's right, Amy. We're sending Star Wars Mac and Cheese to people who are leaving us reviews. You're doing good work. I know. It's it's for the people. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Yes, and it, by the way, uh, 22 days, 6 hours, 35 minutes, 10 seconds until The Force Awakens hits theater. Uh, theaters. Thanks to everybody tuning in live. Uh, we are at StarWarsReport.com slash live each and every weeknight. Make sure that uh, you stay tuned on our Twitter. You can find out when we go live. And I'm actually uh, getting experienced here on Twitch. Um, I'll probably be uh, broadcasting video starting next week, so stay tuned. Uh, and we'll get you guys all the links and all that good stuff. Uh, but that's going to do it for this episode. You can email us, Star Wars Report at... Uh, report. Star Wars Tonight. Have it, Amy. Have it. Uh, Star Wars Tonight at gmail.com. And uh, until tomorrow, may the Force be with you. I've actually kind of come to like that uh, lightsaber sound. It's good. It adds a nice little punctuation. It also lights up your uh, the uh, progress bar on YouTube to uh, the lightsaber color of choice, whether you went for the dark side or the light side. <laughs> I need to play with this a little more, clearly. It's, it's amazing. It is amazing. Amy, thanks again for, uh, for coming on. Oh, of course. Uh, again, thank you for having me. It's so fun. Absolutely. All right, let me stop the recorder here.